Hey everyone, this is Paul. Just a little housekeeping here for you. During both this week and next week's episode, we had a problem where Luke's mic wasn't working properly. We have since changed the way we do things in an attempt to make sure this doesn't happen again. So if you have trouble hearing him during these next two, we are very sorry. Happy trails and on with the show. Hello one and all, and welcome back to An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring, a podcast by idiots, but not exclusively for idiots. I'm your dungeon master, Paul Stanfield, and joining me at the table today are three adventurers on the lamb. Luke Stanfield playing Stuart Llewellyn. Josh Ladd playing Cliff Clearwater. And Justin Cole playing Drogan Ironchin. Do our adventurers have what it takes to clear their names for the second time? You'll have to follow the guide to find out. Okay, we are back in Silverband. Or are we? Last time, Stuart and Drogon were on their way to the Lord's Arena in chains, caught during a failed attempt to sabotage the gallows before the evening's hanging. At the same time, Cliff was returning from a successful prison break, featuring Harolyn Dunn and Robert Lashem, a drunk lord who had seemingly been framed alongside the rest of the motley crew. And, of course, Grandor the Large featured prominently in the escape, sacrificing himself without knowing it to provide the final distraction for their escape. As the gang swapped places, Stuart and Drogon struggled to determine a way out of their troubles and were unsuccessful. Meanwhile, Cliff headed back to town and was dismayed to find his friends were nowhere to be found. He waited until darkness neared before electing to return to the stadium, fearing the worst, with good reason. After learning of his friend's plight, he didn't wait long before strong-arming his way into an audience with the incumbent Marchlord and telling him to stop the execution and grow a pair. Arthas seemed unsure of himself, so Cliff took it upon himself to find the tent holding his friends and, with your combined persuasion skills, convince Auditor Calcius once more of your innocence. She slipped a ring onto Drogon's finger, and after leaving the tent with Cliff, the imprisoned individuals, which includes Grandor, were teleported away. But to where, we don't yet know. Let's find out, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes adjust to the dark slowly. Each of your enhanced visions taking a moment to forget the glare of torchlight in exchange for pure blackness. Your hands and feet are still manacled. You're seated. I did it again. You're seated back-to-back -back against each other <laughs> with your two execution companions at your back, each squirming uncomfortably in their bonds. A sharp and sudden sickness passes through you as though your body is only just now arriving in the moment your mind already found. Teleportation can be like that sometimes. As your eyes adjust, you each see you're in a small room. A window, blacked out by a heavy canvas curtain, confirms you are at least above ground. Straining your necks, you can make out a door under which the faintest glow of firelight is visible. Try as you might to move, you can't. Your bonds are tight, and you are all but naked. 
You wait like this for some time, fearing every scrape, every echo of the house, wondering where you might be. A few minutes later, you hear activity in the adjoining room. The light under the sill grows stronger. Then the door opens and a man steps inside, backlit by the candlelight in the next room. What do we have here? More like, who do we have here? Um, a fellow walks in. As your eyes adjust, you see a tall man, olive-toned skin, a hooked nose, and shaggy dark hair. Three unlikely companions. He looks you each over. As your eyes adjust to the torchlight beyond, you see that he looks wild in the face, perhaps manic, large bags under his eyes. But he has the bearing of someone who's firmly in control of the situation. Three companions, none of whom the one I wish to speak with most. So, Calcius saw sense after all. Drogon, he slips behind you, reaches behind you between the others, and plucks the ring off your finger, which is now cool to the touch. Huh. Good thing this worked. Would have hate to see you pass away before we got to speak. This one, he motions to Grandor. Uh, what the hell is he doing here? Well, he's become an integral part of the story, apparently. Part of the deal, I guess. Interesting. He pulls out a little notepad and flips a few pages. Grandor the Large, you featured heavily in these notes. Wait, hold, hold on a second. How, how do you know our names? Who, who are you? My name is Orlin. I've been following you closely for the past few days. Orlin, could you, could you tell us where we are? Oh, you're in the upper village in Silverband still. Not far from the arena, if... Well, if your necks had been stretching as they were supposed to, I expect you'd be hearing a cheer sometime around now. I had to, uh... Well, I had to beat feet to get here in time. Looks like the curtain fell early on you three. You're lucky the ropes hadn't yet been set around your necks, but I digress. Tell me, where's your other friend, the Grung, Cliff? Um, well, he wasn't in the room when we had to leave. Interesting. Let's see. He fishes into his pockets. You hear the jingling of keys. We'll try this one. He tries a key on the ring at your feet and your wrists. And with a deft twist of his hand, the manacles come free from each of you, one after another. Uh, thank, thank you. You said you wanted to speak with someone else, was it Cliff? That's the one I was looking for. Well, I was looking for all of you, but Cliff and I have some business, you could say. You say you've been following us for a couple days. Also, that, that notepad looks awfully familiar. Can I do a perception check on what he's holding? Sure. <laughs> 15 plus 4 as a 19. A small notepad, similar in size to the one you used to carry, if not identical. Some sort of waterproof cover, thick vellum parchment, tidy script. It's a man of means, but not a thief. It's not your notepad. Mm, okay. <laughs> the notepad you have there looks... Looks quite like the one I have. You picked that up in Lake Marsh. I did, in fact. 
your fellow investigator. Uh, you could call that a title of sorts of mine. Interesting. I'm the head safety officer of the Church of Boldry. Safety officer, is it? Well, we are nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> what is your title then, sir? What, what business do you have with the, the Arbiter? My business isn't so much with Calcius as it is with the events partaking in the town in the last few days since the night of the gala. Your names keep coming up, among a few others. So I knew I had to arrange a face-to-face, -face, as it were. Some sort of private investigator. I wouldn't worry so much about my title. I, uh, I'm looking for a new line of work at the moment, kind of between jobs, do you see? <laughs> uh, an entrepreneur. Something like that. My benefactor recently passed away, and I'm uh, trying to get to the bottom of it. Oh, who? Benefactor, someone at the gala? Yes, he was in attendance. Do we know of anyone that yeah. might fit that? <laughs> assuming not Captain Captain. <laughs> uh, both like a an, high. Make an insight I'm check assuming it would be it. like a a lord or someone. That... Insight? Yes. Not me. 22. He, he looks pretty uncomfortable with this line of questioning. Um, you can't tell if he doesn't want to talk about himself or specifically who he knew at the gala. But there's some, you see, like, fresh pain behind his eyes as you ask. Oh, look, so, sorry if we're making you uncomfortable. We're just very confused. The, the whole ordeal we've been going through since our time arriving here has also been quite hectic, skewed. The story seems quite far off normal. Did... You said you wanted to arrange a meeting. Did you arrange for this... Calcius has had my ring for some time in case someone with the right information came across her path. She seems to have chosen you as the ones who can help me find what I'm looking for. Well, um, honor, I guess? Yeah, the honor's all mine. And I done rubbing the feeling back into his legs and stands up. <laughs> Listen, I've got places to be. If y'all don't need me, I'll do it. He goes, sit down, Grandor. We're not done yet. Grandor, we all have places to be. It's not all about you. The three of you have uh, drawn the attention of some powerful people, and after your prison break this evening, I expect you won't be able to show your faces so well, so broadly as you were before. You can stay here for the time being. Uh, we figure out what to do with you and where your friend is. Can I get you anything? Maybe some clothes, a blanket, a cup of tea? Literally any of those. If, if not all of them. You got it. You talk amongst yourselves. I'll put the kettle on. He disappears and half closes the door behind himself, but enough light spilling in that you guys can see around the room. <sighs> Is it just like a like a storeroom? Or? It seems to be a, it's a bedroom-sized, but it's been emptied of all furniture and left as... Uh, left blacked out from a large curtain. The only object in here is the door which he exited through, and the manacles sitting in a heap on the floor. Well, I suppose it could have been worse. This isn't too bad. Still in town. That's good. That's good. Chances of finding Cliff then? Mm -hmm. Not far off. Uh, yeah, Grandoy, you're really gonna wanna stick around. Otherwise, You'll be back in chains in no time, I expect. 
Right. Well, I'll stick with you for now. I mean, hey, I wouldn't be opposed if you want to go about it on your own. Your, your, your loss, your funeral. Hasn't worked too well for me yet. Unless the ghost shows up again, I'll be hanging with you lot. I thought you, uh, you guys squashed your beef. No, we're thick as thieves. <laughs> Put some big iron <laughs> around you. Escape convicts together. You know, we gotta stick together. Grandor here might be our, uh, our key. Unlock his missing memories and we might find out what's going on. Well, I'm all, I'm all ears. What can I do to help? You can re recollect any information that I had in Gala that you haven't already shared with us. I ain't even remember the last time I took a shit, and that's before my memory was toyed with. We'll cut back <laughs> to the arena. <laughs> where Cliff has finished dressing, gathered your, your things. You are on the outer ring um, of where the hang was supposed to be taking place amongst a festival crowd. Before I leave, can I... Um, is auditor? Is you have a, you have a moment with her before she's taking off. Um, can I just say, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, seeing as how my friends are gonna get hung, do you think I could uh pass their stuff on to their next kin? Oh, that's probably a good idea. If they don't have a will. I suppose you're the next best thing at the moment. Um, yeah. She scribbles a quick note to you. Um, find the quartermaster before you go. The things are... She nods over to another tent. I'd make it quick if I were you. This place is about to be in an uproar. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'll scurry off to the quartermaster. Okay. As you're in the tent retrieving their things, you hear shouts of alarm from outside next door as... The tent guards realize the three captives disappeared without a trace. You hear Calcius shouting orders over the roar of the crowd, cheering for blood. Before long, you have three backpacks, <laughs> one of your own and two others in tow. It's a big, uh, it's a big amount of weight for a little grung to carry, but you can manage it. I'll uh, find a. Is there anyone like with a horse and cart that I can just like give a gold to and get a ride with all this stuff to the frog and quail? Yes, probably. I think there's, you can find someone who's seen the way the crowd's going, who's selling some food out of the back of his cart, preparing to pack up and leave. Sees the way the crowd's going. Oh, yeah, I could give you a lift. Oh, thank you. Um, Couple coppers for my horse to get some food tonight. I'll give you gold if you step on it. You got it. He steps on his horse. <laughs> Literally steps on it. Yeah. Freaks out bucks. It rears back and starts pulling the cart at a very leisurely pace. There's a larger. You have to wait for the crowd to move around it. This guy's like a stone in the water, just slowly parting the liquid around him. As you move from the village green towards the nearest street. You still have a good view, especially from this raised position of the Lord's Arena here. You can see atop the gallows is a tall woman with long braided brown hair and what looks like a, a magic user's classic regalia, a long robe, a wand tucked in at the waist, a circlet with what looks like strange runes inscribed upon her brow. You can see Calcius 
pushing her way through the crowd, rushing towards the gallows before this person starts making any sort of announcement of what's to come and potentially embarrasses himself. You hear her voice ring out, uh, magically amplified by thaumaturgy or some other sort of uh, enchantment. Wanted in conjunction with the attack on the keep for sedition, conspiracy, and the murder of Captain Captain, among others. Before she can say anything else, Otter Calcius reaches the stage and half slams into her, half skids to a halt and whispers something in her ear. Make a perception check for me, if you would. Yes, Much too far to hear this, but... Oh, that's, that's only a ten. Ten, okay. You see she turns... And what looks turns in shock down to Calcius from whatever news she got. You probably know the news already. Clears her throat. <clears throat> well, new evidence has come to light, and we will be, of course, forced to delay the proceedings for the time being. Thank you all for attending. Get home safe. And then you hear this, like, Calcius, and like the, the mic cuts off, basically, as she starts arguing with Calcius, and you see a few panicked guards around the stage start to look around, unsure of what to do. But that's not what sticks with you the most. What really sticks in your head is the words Captain, Captain. You've heard those words before once, spoken in the same voice with the order to stab Captain, Captain. Oh, shit. And as the cart trundles oh, away, and you get a good look at this wizard of the Federation Army, this replays in your mind over and over again. Stab Captain Captain. The murder of Captain Captain. And the two words, the two phrases blend into one indistinguishable set of words. Holy doodle. Looks like we got out of there just in time. Crowd's ripe for blood. Yeah, those guys, uh, they're, yeah, I guess they're not screwed today, but maybe in the future. Well, it did seem a little swift. Frog and quail, is it? You some sort of visiting dignitary? Oh, yes, sure am. Well, happy to make your acquaintance, my lord. You as well, uh... Sorry, what was your name? <laughs> you can call me Mert. Mert? All right, well... He keeps up a... Just like a prattle of incoherent nonsense about the weather and the goods he's been selling, the excitement of having so many people in town until... You see the permanent fixture of Turgis standing outside the frog and quail, waving. He comes over to meet you as this guy pulls into the stable yard and helps you unload your bags. Thanks, Turgis. Thanks, Mert. You take care of yourself, my lord. Yes, uh, yes, sir, my lord, sir. He does a 16-point turn with his horse and moves back onto the main thoroughfare, out of sight. Turgis looks at you and... You didn't find your friends then, did you? Oh, sure did. You did? Oh, yeah. He looks at the bags. They're still breathing. For now, yeah. Um. Good, good. Don't know where they went, but they're definitely not hanging. Well, that's excellent news. Um. I think they might still be in trouble, but, uh. Right. What do you need? I just need to take this stuff to our rooms and... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where to go from here. Got it. Well, head inside. I'll keep an eye out for him. Thank you. Door shuts behind you. You enter a quiet tap room. 
Murmur behind the bar. Open the pages of a cookbook. She looks up at you. Gives you a nod. Sorry, Cliff. Didn't know anyone was going to be here. Oh, no worries, Mama. <laughs> Excuse you. And where do you go? Up to your rooms? I think so. Because uh, I don't know where they went. I. This is the most, for now, feels like the most common ground of a place we would have. Yep. Um, what time of day is it? It is it's like eight or nine o'clock at this point. Yeah. In the evening. It's dark. People don't have long before they'd have to be back in their homes without worrying about questioning from the soldiers in town. Yeah, I think it's probably too late to go see Izzy and I don't wanna I wanna kind of reconvene with my friends first before we do anything with that so i think cliff will just uh maybe get some food and head upstairs and hunker down sure easy peasy bring all all his friend stuff into his room and kind of put jitters on the bed don't worry buddy we got him out of there just you and me Oh, uh, okay. Jitters continues <laughs> marching around, I suppose. Awkwardly pets jitters. <laughs> See, we're good. We're good. Okay. Your plan is to spend the night here, Frog and Quail? Yeah, I think so. You hear people return over the course of the next 20 minutes to hour. It doesn't regain its usual boisterous activity as it has the last couple nights. It's more of a subdued silence. And around midnight, there's a gentle knock at your door. Hello? Can I help you? It opens up, and you see Murma pokes her head in with a little candle held in one hand. Murma? Yes, good evening, Cliff. Um, There's someone at the door wishing to speak with you. Who? May I ask, is Colin? Some sort of constable or a police fellow, I believe. Oh, beans. All right. All right. All right. Yep. I'm, I'll am i be right down. You make your way down through the tap room. See, Irma's in her, like, old lady PJs. She's got one of those floppy hats on. The whole nine yards. Turgis is at the door looking tired and haggard. But you see he's got a enormous mace, longer and heavier than you are, um, sitting leaned up against the edge of the bar in case it's needed. Is that normal or is it? You've never been down here once like the place is closed. So okay. you've never seen him with a weapon, but you know there's stuff behind the bar in case of danger. George, do you ever sleep? Yeah, I get a couple hours a night. You need a vacation. You, you earned it. Oh, this is vacation from my old job. All right. Keep it quick. Let me know if you need a hand. Yes, sir. Thank you. Slides the lock on the door, and they give you a bit of privacy. They move to the other side of the tap room. Who do I see? Opening the door, you see a tall, hawk-nosed, olive-skinned, dark-haired man with the collar of a large military long coat popped. Says, Cliff Clearwater. 
One and only. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name's Orlin. He, uh... Orlin? Yes, sir. A nice to meet you. trio of your friends arrived quite unexpectedly in my home a few hours ago. Uh, they requested... My friends are dead! That's a shame. Three corpses in that case. Wink. Uh, I have them not far from here, and they requested that I bring you along. I would love to say goodbye to my dead friends. Perhaps we could bring them their stuff to bury them with. Oh, of course. In the Yeldingvold style. Yes. Very well. Take a moment to gather your things, and I'll wait down here. Cliff will go up and just, like, grab. Sure just gives you a look of, like... Blink twice if you're in danger. Very well. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to vocalize that. (laughs) Door shuts behind you and locks, and you see Turgis and Murma watching you guys disappear through the shutters of a window. As you look back, they quickly pull their heads back and hide. And Orlin, in front of you, takes off at a fairly quick pace along the street. May I ask who? Are you with the... uh... The town guard, or the... Yeah, not as such. I was more of a... Uh, private employee. Of? I worked for Captain Captain. Oh, shoot! Nice guy. Shame what happened. Yes, shame. He moves on in silence after that, despite any attempts to make conversation with him. But he doesn't take you far. You move across the main courtyard, past the statue down two or three rows of homes and then he produces a key from within his robe and leads you up the steps to one of the many row houses along here unlocks the door and steps inside and motions for you to follow it's not much but it's uh it's home for the time being uh-huh i'm not gonna get murdered here am i this seems i have I your friend didn't... he calls into the home and you guys hear orlin Return to the front door. From your shuttered window above, you can see the diminutive form of Cliff tagging along behind him. At this point, you've had your tea. You've gotten some ill-fitting clothes to wear. And you've had a bit of time to decompress from your near-death experience. As Orlin moved out into the town to gather what information he could for 20 or 30 minutes, promising to return with Cliff if he could find him. That is what you see. And you hear Cliff's voice, uh, a floor below you, down in the entry hall, asking if he's in danger. Oh, well, we should go meet him. Have we been allowed out of this room? <laughs> you have at this point. You've seen it's a very small house. There's essentially an entry hall and a little sitting room at the bottom, which seems to double as Orland's bedroom. And then there's stairs that lead up to a small kitchenette and this adjoining room, which has been turned the largest room in the house which has been turned into his little holding cell for when you guys arrived. Head down the stairs. Orlin steps aside, Cliff, and you see your friends. You just see a pile of bags, and then they <laughs> fall over, and Cliff's behind them. Oh, shoot, you guys are alive! I didn't really know what happened. Oh, so glad to see you as are well as well. I brought your stuff. That's, that's awesome. You've come through again. And jitters. Get Can't on over there. Little... <laughs> We're like best friends now. I knew you'd come around. Jitters races across the floor and jumps into Drogon's arms. I have a grace of poultry. Cliff, you are a godsend. I know. That's two jailbreaks in one day. Uh, and then he like, oh, she, 
And like, kind of looks at the. You'd be the ghost. Pleasure to meet you, Grand Order Lodge. Oh, he shake his hand. A, a meaty hand. Oh, he has to make a Constitution yeah, saving throw. He nails it. <laughs> Natural nineteen on the die. Hey, fella, thanks for uh, helping us get out. My pleasure. Sorry, I couldn't keep up with you. I got lost in the smoke, and when I turned around, you were nowhere to be seen. Wasn't sure if I'd be seeing you again. Oh yeah, I, I didn't forget about you. That's for sure. Oh, you set this up. What did I tell you guys? He'd come back for me. <laughs> you were correct about the ghost. I guess you got a new nickname there, Cliff. I like it. Well, so what's going on? Who's this guy? This is Orlin. I believe he's a friend of the the auditor. So are we? You guys still under arrest, or what's going? I'm kind of confused. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Well, I mean, physically we're not, but I'm I'm guessing we're wanted with the law. Yes, from what I could uh, gather from the fallout of the hanging tonight. Um, you're, you're certainly under suspicion. Drogon, there's differing views on your appearance and your state of involvement. Um, but all of them agree there's a dwarf. So you should be okay if push comes to shove to get your way out of too much trouble. Well, good. If, if needed, then. Stuart, your description was almost 100% on the money. You seem to be well-known, and, uh, well, beyond that, I wouldn't worry too much about it. All right, you know what? I'm a man that stands his ground, and I have a point, I will say it, so you won't see me hiding away from, from anything. Well, we'll have to keep your heads down for at least tonight. Determine what you're going to do. Please, take a seat, and he pulls out, like, some beanbag chairs in the kitchenette. <laughs> Turns, Ooh, fancy. Turns fancy over, turns over a bucket that's catching a leak. Um, oh, sits God. down on it. Yeah, offers. I'll some, take the bucket. Some cooled tea to Cliff. You flip it back over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sit on the bucket and just let the water drip on my head. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. As well. Reminds me of my bedroom back home. <laughs> Why don't the three of you tell me what you know, and I'll see if I have anything to add. Oh shoot! Okay, uh, should I got some new information? I think. Uh, uh should, should, I, should I get there when we get there? Hold or on, we... okay. I'm excited. Um, I mean, happy to have the help, but we don't really know anything about you or what you're trying to do here. Very well. I am seeking justice. You see, Captain Captain wasn't just my boss; he's my father. Oh shoot! And... I was gonna think brother, but. That's even... That's crazy. I'm sorry for your loss. Very sorry. Orland Captain, then? It's a family name. <laughs> I appreciate the words. So, do you have it in your little notes there that some magic type spoke in my head told me to stab your dad? Not precisely, but I understand you weren't under full control of your faculties when you attacked my father, and... Those I've spoken to since have more or less cleared your name. Yes, so, uh, do you know the lady that was on the stage at the gallows with the, the magic lady? The one announcing? Yeah. Yes, that's Della Thorne. She's one of the high war wizards of the Federation Army. Okay, well, it was her. What was what? her? What, yeah, what, what was her, Cliff? What do you... She, she, I heard her voice. It was the same voice that told me to stab your father. 
Well, Again, rest in peace. Knew you just found her. Yeah, I heard her speaking, uh, announcing as I was getting your stuff and lead, heading out. And uh, that's the same voice. 100%, that was her. She's part of the Federation, you say? She is. She's one of the higher-ranked war wizards. Someone like that would have access to all the soldiers, the bodyguards, the many mercenaries coming into town. She was one of those who was in charge of checking weapons and such things for the Night of the Gala. If she was to cast magic to enchant someone, it would have been pretty easy. Did your father have anything to do with the Federation? Not much. He'd been personal house guard to the Forsyths in town for most of his life. I expect he was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time, or heard something, saw something he wasn't supposed to. If nothing oh. else, he was the head of the guard that night. Having him removed meant, well, more chaos. Yes. May I ask, you said you're looking for justice. What made you believe there was something else going on? Well, Calcius and I go way back, and she told me what you said, and she was trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Nothing's really adding up. The higher-ups in the Federation were certainly pushing pretty quickly to do away with Miss Harlan Dunn and some of the other so-called conspirators. It was quick. You knew it was simple. <clears throat> oh, well, was Harlan charged with killing your father, or was there someone else? She was simply charged with sedition and conspiracy, and... As far as I know for her, the man who allegedly killed my father was slain moments after by some of the other guards. Mm. I haven't spoken to him. And his body's not in good enough shape to cast a speak with dead spell on. I've spoken to the local clerics. By the way, Stuart, uh, freed your girlfriend? And some other guy, I don't know who I it was. Don't, I don't have a girlfriend. Let's, let's backpedal of that. <laughs> I mean, You're you don't just that. break... Talking about Anyone out of prison, unless you you know have a little bit of crush. <laughs> oh, let's not get into. We don't need to get into the childish games of crushes and whatnot. She's a strong, independent woman who probably could have looked after herself. But yes, she took the helping hand from you. I'm glad you glad you helped. Oh, no problem. See, I knew that the, everyone here was in the was in. That lady owes you. You gotten a lot of shit for trying to get her out. Orlin noting all this down <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> It's going to be a good love story, I can tell. Oh. Stop. This, this isn't about me. This is, this is about his, his son, Captain Captain. We're not here for love. We're here for justice. Exactly. That's my point. See? <laughs> Mr. Captain gets it. What is justice without love? Interesting. He notes that down as well. <laughs> Anyways. Love um, for justice. I don't know how we proved some magical lady talking inside of my head, but... What do, do you I, suggest? The, I mean, it does give us a direction, at least. Is uh, I don't know much about the Federation. Would she take orders from someone above her, or you think it's possible she would act on her own accord? She certainly has the power to act on her own. She's among the highest of the wizards, and they act. While within the bounds of the Federation, they have a great deal of autonomy. General Murtaugh is the commander of the army. He's in town. 
If we wanted someone with power to supersede her, he'd be the one to talk to. If we find anything, he'd be the one to tell as well. Unless, of course, he's in on it. Of course. That is a possibility. What about, in all this investigating, anything beyond the incidents of the last few days? What, uh, Grandor was accused of murdering a woman. That seemed to precede these events. Let me check my notes. He doesn't have any recollection of doing it. Right, Grandor was um, in trouble for allegedly murdering the local magistrate, Fadris Lang. She's the, like, representative of the adamant law in the area, which is the, the international law that oversees stuff. So in, in situations like this, where there's multiple factions in contention, she would be typically the person who would actually have the power to kind of oversee stuff and make decisions. Mm-hmm. Did somebody uh, replace her? That was her? before, the, before the, the gala, right? Yes, it seems like, or it seems to be something that happened the night of the gala. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was I wasn't sure if it was the same. She, yeah, she works with the constabulary, with... but she's essentially like Interpol. Right. So they think that was the same night, though. Yeah, or at least her body was found the same night, and it's pinned on Grandor. I knew it was pinned. I, for some reason, I thought it was before. Has somebody replaced her already, or...? Oh, no, it'll take time for the adamant officials to get their new representative down here. Fair enough. Would it be in the benefit of the Federation, or at least um, at least Della Thorne, to have her out of the way? Absolutely. Without the... Adamant law here. She's the next, basically, power. Exactly. You see, while General Murtaugh and the captains and lieutenants have power over the army, the the magic users are the ones who are called upon to determine, well, who's innocent and who's guilty. They have the power to detect lies, probe in people's thoughts, that sort of thing. Huh. Does your friend Calcius, who does she report to? She would report to Delathorn at some point, but uh, they're not on great terms. Della doesn't appreciate those without a great deal of magical potential. As such, Calcius has struggled to advance her career. Bad relationship, but besides that, Calcius hasn't noted anything strange. Within the Federation, there's a great deal of strangeness during all of this. The fact that they were willing to waive so much of the due process in order to move the execution along. They claim it's to get the March Lord out of town, but the March Lord doesn't have to be here to see a man killed. Hmm. I wonder if they're just trying to clear up the uh, loose ends. Could be. What? I mean, I suppose the, the big attack on the keep, but... All of these executions and stuff, these people seem like they would have no meaning to Della. Is that just someone to blame it on when things went sideways? Seems like it. So her big big goal was attack the keep and who knows who inside it? A question. She... 
Um, hey, um, that kind of shifty looking artificer with the weird suits, the power suits. Uh, Delwyn? Yeah. They been making any sales since all this chaos started happening? Yeah, they have. It's an interesting thought. I expect they've been making a tidy sum with the prospect of war on the horizon. Who wouldn't want an army of automatons you can step inside to defend your keep? The night of the magic show, I overheard him talking, and I don't know, he just seemed like he's up to something. Said he he was going to be out of town before shit hit the fan, basically. It's kind of the vibe I got anyways. Maybe, maybe he's in on it. Make some money off these suits. Stir up chaos. I believe it. Just a theory. No, I wouldn't be surprised if there's many layers to this. It's an interesting motive. I mean, it's a bit of a jump. That's what I do. <laughs> this is no, I, I think I, I think I'm agreeing with Cliff on the direction you're going here. I think there's, I mean, since the moment I got in this town, the, the law did seem strange from my understandings of what a, a proper law should be, and it's been getting twisted and twisted more and more every day. After the events of the gala and the, how procedures went after it's just been so wrong and i was going to say when i was talking with harold dunn i mean not to say i have a crush on her or anything like that i respect uh -huh. her as a, i respect her as a person but everything she was saying it it was genuine and it uh, it seems like she was a good-natured soul and for her to be pinned the blame it didn't make sense either now she apparently is the representative for luther wentz who's the duke of Winter, I believe. Autumn. Duke of Autumn, yeah. Awesome. And I remember hearing that he didn't even show up to the gala because he's just not on good terms with the martial lord. But it was implied that he and his region had been inciting war on the, the region and trying to almost step on the martial lord to his demons. But not that I have any information to back this, but from what I learned from Harold Dunn, the vibe I get about him is that he's not the kind of person that would do something start inciting a whole war. I wouldn't be surprised if now there's, there's a whole other layer to it. They've been slowly inciting war in regions. And now this whole thing at the gallow with the March Lord and his address probably the wrong choice in all the other dukes and duchesses' viewpoints. This is a perfect time for them to attack the, the gala and to disturb things here. Lead to a war of sorts. Your instincts were, were good. Let's do it. I mean, I think it's clear to all of us now that Obviously, people were being pinned for being blamed for the things that were going on here. It seems pretty obvious that Harolyn was one of them. Even oh. Grandor here, as much as we didn't get along at first, like he said, we're thick as thieves now. But, uh, as much as we didn't get along at first, he was definitely wrongly accused. Innocent. All we say, innocent. Yeah. <laughs> Smarter he's, than you? He's done this a few times, I think. Never put a foot wrong in my day. Yeah, maybe I was too quick to write you off, Stuart. Looks like you've got a real investigative gut. Interesting. Well, what do we do from here, fellas? I mean... That is the hard part to decide on. Definitely. I'm a little bit of a notorious fellow at the moment. It'd be hard for me to walk around. But I mean, my first concern after getting out of here is everyone's well-being. We're together, the three of us are safe, even Grandor and Orland's looking after us, but 
I am worried about everyone else. People like the auditor, if what's going to happen to her. Clearly, she's a good person on our side and understanding. Izzy, I'm worried about your cousin's safety. Left them at the barn, right? Is he writing stuff down? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, you can scratch that last part out. Yeah, like court about... stenographer, some <laughs> oh, sort of sorry. shorthand. Sorry, yes, sorry. Our, our, our other friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two ladies. He's talking about Harlan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Harlan might still be somewhere nearby. I don't know if she's an ally. We want to. Check in with before she skips town. Uh, oh, she's still t- she's still nearby. Yes, so we should definitely. <clears throat> Breathe yourself a bit. Yes, we should check in with all of our friends. She went to some church. What was it? What was it called? Earth Mother's Hall. The Earth Mother's Hall. I don't really know what that is, but uh, it's the local Church of Chanti, who's like the patron goddess of this area, oh. goddess of farming and agriculture. And so she'll be there. I don't know for how long. Perhaps worth checking. Or- Orlin, yeah. as a investigator, self-proclaimed. Okay. Um, eh? <laughs> I sorry, I haven't seen any badge or anything. How? What do we need to do to, to prove s- at least somewhat what's going on? My immediate concern would be, um, Calcius really stuck her neck out for us, and is. Probably in one of the most dangerous positions right now. Right, well, if you're certain, Cliff, that it was Della Thorne's voice that you heard that night, that puts her right in the middle of this conspiracy. If you can find anything concrete that links her to these events, between that and a truthful bit of witnessing from you, that should be enough to at least get the gears moving. Where, uh, where's this Della preside? That's beyond me. I don't, I have the, having the foggiest where the higher-ups in the Federation have been staying. There's a good chance they're in the keep or even staying in the Forsyth Manor. Would you be able to work your investigative uh, talents and maybe find out where she's staying? I could ask around, see what people know. Certainly. All right. The uh, Federation Army has a great deal of power, as is right now. As soon as the March Lord's life's in danger, they can invoke a great deal of extra power. So, you need to step carefully around them, whatever happens. And if civil war breaks out, that will only be accentuated. Well, at least, Cliff, you haven't... Uh, it sounds like you're safe from the law at the moment. So. Yes, sir. Another, another person that came to mind that we could speak with is Arthas. I mean, it sounded like we hit things off with him all right at the gala. Maybe he could help us uh, understand things. I did, oh, I did to- tell him to grow a pair last time I saw him. Trying to convince him not to hang you guys. Go. Oh, he might not be uh, uh, super happy with me, but I can try, you know. Well, he was at- Sneak into his bedroom in the middle of the night, <laughs> tap on his shoulder. That might not be a good maybe idea. Not, yeah, maybe not the proper way to approach it. I think they're looking for people sneaking into their bedrooms. Okay, I got one talent, guys. You need to help me out here. <laughs> well, maybe that's that's a long shot. Either way, our, our, our next—I don't know. I, my thought is to help the folks that we can. It feels unsafe around this place. Me personally, I'd like to get out of this city 
as soon as possible and make sure everyone that we know and care about are safe as well. Yeah, me too. I need we to. Don't... Agreed. I, I don't think we necessarily need to find hard proof and, and get Della in trouble immediately, but like I said, Kelsey's really potentially stepped in front of a, a, a rope, a noose for us. <laughs> so, noose, yeah. No, I, I, I'd lump her right in with the new friends. I, I don't know how we get her safe. Well, I, if it came to it, we needed to really get out of town. I I do have a pretty a pretty high authority in, in Lake March with the Church of Baldry. I could definitely provide us a shelter there, but that is obviously not very close enough. I don't know what, uh, what do I say? I'll look at my, <laughs> at my wrist <laughs> for like, some probably reason. Like two, like, two weeks by road. Do you tattoo a map to Lake March on your... Oh, no, I just remember. I just look at the wrist and it's like remembering. It's like, remember you saying, look at the back of your hand. It's like, it's like going home or something like, something like that. That's a weird saying. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> See, well, remember, if you do go to Lake March, that is the capital of Federation power. If this martial authority contingency does come into play, you won't be able to do anything to get away from Federation soldiers. Well, is any, there... any church for Baldry, for that matter, is always at least a starting point for a night safety. Well, you're welcome to stay here for now. No one signed in under a false name, so should be okay. I appreciate that. At least for the night. Is there any talk of a further threat to the March Lord ongoing? If they seem to... I mean, is that us now, or...? Um, I hate to say it, but you're probably <laughs> near the top of the list currently. I'm not sure the coup ever had a chance of getting inside the keep, considering the sheer numbers of gala attendees who were trained to kill. Would have taken a small army just to get through the gates, and then you would have had to deal with a hundred drunk nobles trained with sword and spear and magic. Have they actually invoked some sort of martial law? Like, officially? There's nothing to the degree that he's referring but the presence of the march lord here has allowed the federation soldiers to basically replace the local police force and there's like a low level martial law in the city mm -hmm. currently right because they're not letting people out late at night they're going door to door without any sort of warrant or anything like that is there a reason the mark march lord hasn't left yet not that i'm aware of um could be any number of things he may not be well enough to travel. He may be waiting for a safe time. Right now, the keep is a literal fortress in the middle of the city. Hmm. Your guess is as good as mine. I've never met the man. You seem to know his son, so... Just briefly. Nice guy. Just briefly, he says. Huh, interesting. <laughs> we, we crossed paths at the gala by accident. Another friend to your list. Harolyn Calcius... Orlin and Arthas. Interesting. Ooh, we're friends already. Oh. Did I misread the situation? <laughs> I, uh... No, I'll take it. No, I apologize. Not, I haven't slept in three or four days. No, no. I'm always, I'm always for more friends. I'm, I'm poor with social cues on how to pick up when you're becoming a friend. <clears throat> yeah. Clearly, you missed some stuff there. <laughs> I'm just out here asking to be buddies with all of you and... Uh... Not much seems to be coming of it. 
Well, let's. let's we broke hold. you out of jail twice. You broke me out of jail twice. And these are my friends, so my Is friends that, are your friends. That's how it works. Yeah. Friends. Hey, friends. Sorry, friends. <laughs> I, I can't speak for Cliff on this one. I mean, there's still some. I don't know. Uh, we're getting there. We're thick as thieves, like you said. Oh, uh, break into that stationery shop down by the bridge and get your new quills. That would <laughs> that would go a long way. Uh, Orlin, if you think they never stood a chance to get in the keep, I mean, I imagine someone with the title War Wizard could have figured that out. Interesting. Yeah. So why then? That's a good question. Um, and hadn't gotten that far. <laughs> Truth be told. You had a lot of notes, so I figured maybe it was I do have a lot somewhere. of notes. Uh, it's mostly just circling names <laughs> repeatedly and taking down. Yeah. It's like I said, I haven't slept in a few days. Stuart so. nods and kind of I get it. Yeah. <laughs> if anything we've missed in all this, you mentioned uh, Luther Went and Harold Dunn. They're very close. She's like a daughter to the Duke of Autumn. If she was killed for any reason. He would retaliate with nothing less than a full-scale assault. Stuart's rushing back over. Sorry, did I hear you say she's related to? <laughs> I got to get in with the. Not related. No, she's the oh, captain. Captain okay. of his guard. Okay. Between her and Robert Lesham, cousin of the Duchess of Winter. Oh, that the drunk guy. Yes, yes, that fella. Disgusting worm, him. Um, if the two of them were killed. Well, I can't imagine the respective houses would take it very well. What about uh, the Duke of Spring? That's a good question. I haven't heard much of him since the gala. He's he... supposed to be pretty close with the Marsh Lord, right? He is, and I expect he March? March. was the one most of the folks expected to inherit the title. To my knowledge, only the Duke of Summer, Mr. Bronte, has uh, actively... Proclaimed allegiance to the future March Lord. Until the others do, I suppose anything could happen. If the March Lord were to die tonight, the provinces would be split five ways, as they were many years ago. That's quite the conspiracy, but maybe the maybe Harlan wasn't just in the wrong place. Sounds almost targeted now. Sounds like they found folks they could find a way to pin the blame on. At the same time, be high enough up to really incite war. I think it's critical then that we actually do find Harold Dunn then before she leaves. Make sure we can get her out safe as well. Perhaps she definitely got a target on her back. Do you want me to go to this church and see if I can find him? Might not be a bad idea. Let him know where we're at and what information we can. Definitely do it cautiously. When we were coming here, uh, there was there a huge guard presence just wandering the streets? Yeah, so definitely. Is it late? It's late oh, now. It's yeah, now it's right. very late, yeah. Yeah, you can see, like... So there's a grand door like, half asleep and curfew, right? Yeah, Orland's nodding off intermittently. Hmm. I mean, maybe maybe we should just be taking a little rest first before we get on into the morning. I mean, I'm, That's I'm fair. spent. There's some business I need to take care of in the morning, too. Um... Now that we're friends, maybe I can help. Help in what way? What do you have in Perhaps by reading the room, I'll uh, go set up my bed by the door. <laughs> he makes his way down the stairs. And... 
pulls a little blanket out from the storage closet next to the front door and curls up like a dog. Uh, respect, Orlin. Thank you. Grandor next to you is beginning to snore softly. I just, I need to check in on my cousin. We can't just leave him in a barn no, no, while we they, sort this out. They were the people I was thinking of, first of all. I, I know this whole thing is obviously mixed mixed emotions and feelings for some of the other folks we talked about. But my priority was to come to this town and help you get, get Izzy to safety. And while she's on the outskirts of town, this place is not safe still. Well? I understand if you want to try and get back there. No, maybe not tonight's the night. I think she'll be okay. You know, I don't want to get... You know where we're at? Last we, last we told them we'd be back tonight. Yeah, I told her I was going to go look for her, and I was worried you guys didn't come, so I suspect she knows something's up. You've seen her since the last interaction? Yeah, I went and found him, uh, expecting to meet you guys at the barn, and he didn't show up, so then I came back looking. Well, then I would like to hope that they're all right. I, I hope so. Um, I mean, it's probably pretty important to clear your names, though. Yes. The, while but, that is, I think it's going to be very difficult to do immediately. It's yeah. Like, uh, By the sounds of it, this Federation's all over, so no matter where you go, you'll be in trouble. So yes, they are. Can't just skip town. Here. There's obviously regions that are not as present. Unfortunately, my hometown, yes, Lake March is Largest dominated areas. Experience that. But, I mean, we've made connections elsewhere. There's other places we can go for aid. We always go back to the, the swamps. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. If we need to, you know, hide out, no one's going to go in there. Oh, Drogan, Drogan, Drogan. Uh, when, when I went by the frog and quail yesterday, apparently some dwarf fella came with a, some sort of contract or something looking for you. Oh, Honestly, with I got so caught on, up with everything, I almost forgot. I forgot he was coming. I actually kind of assumed he he wouldn't after they disappeared from the gala. But good to know. I'll have to track him down somehow. I'm sure they'll be eager either way. One thing at a time. Well, that isn't uh, life threatening yet. Still important though. Well, maybe I should just crash here and that then. You know what, Cliff? I, I trust your judgment on this one. You've been exceptional today. Thank you. We, we really dropped the ball. And while I try to be a positive, happy guy, I'm really disappointed about our performance. You, followed, you pulled through for us. Not only did you get everyone to safety, you even managed to get here and find us. Bring us our things, which I don't mean to be so attached to things, but this notepad <laughs> shaking in the air. It's, it's like my heart and soul. Yeah, you're welcome, Stuart. Glad I got your notepad and jitters back. Seemed like priorities, so, uh... Yeah. Alright, well, I'm tuckered out. I had a big day. Yeah. I think we can all use some rest. I'm gonna retire first. Pull up my bedroll. 99, Stuart. Okay. Two of you go to bed as well? Yeah. Yeah. You guys all curl up with your bedrolls, whatever you've got in your bag, inside the, what was once a bedroom. Grandor is just snoring so loud out in the kitchen with his <laughs> head back against the kitchen countertop. Down by the front door, wrapped up in a blanket, can't tell if he's asleep or watching the room in the door with one eye. Orlin Captain, 
morning comes slowly, restlessly. But it does come. You guys receive a long rest. I think Cliff will be up super early. Sure. Um, fellas, I'm gonna go check in on my cousin. Um, mm. I'll try to be back as soon as I can. Oh. Okay, of course. Be safe. Do you, do you want me to go check in on this Earth, Earth Mother Temple thing? Mm, perhaps we can find another way. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll meet up with you guys here later. Where, yeah, where I, you, where I you suppose you so. I trust you. All right. He's gonna hurry on out, and he, I'm like this. Gonna head back to the frog and quill. It's not too far, right? Frog and quill. Yeah, it's like a couple hundred meters from here. Yeah. This oh. place. It almost looks like this place was chosen to stake out the main bridge. It can almost see the keep from here, the main bridge, the courtyard where the frog and quail is. Yeah. Okay. I'll head back there quickly then. Okay. Make your way back to the frog and quail. Um. Uh, yeah. As you move through the, the town early, give me a perception check, if you would be so kind. Oh, that is a twenty-two. 22. There is, an, again, an increased presence of Federation soldiers. You see more, maybe not double what there was before, but especially at this early hour, significantly more soldiers than actual townsfolk around. Turgis, you can see, standing outside, even as early as it is. A few people traveling in groups, trying to avoid soldiers and getting their day's activities done. You come to the frog and quail? I'm still alive! <laughs> sure, just claps a hand on your shoulder. Glad to hear it, Cliff. Very glad to hear it. And returning with two bags less, I see. Yes! Good news. Double wink. Very good. Can I get you something inside? Um, yeah, I was gonna talk to Murma. <laughs> I need, uh, some, some stuff to go. Very well. Come on inside. He opens the door, shuts behind you, and you step in. Somewhere to last night. You're the only person inside the tap room at this hour. Murma is behind the bar, seems to be training one of the new serving girls. Goes, oh, Cliff. How can we help? Murma, I, um, I've, uh, I don't know how much I told you, but I, I came here looking for my cousin. I believe you asked me about a, a pretty blonde girl. Yeah, I uh, I found her. Yeah, that's wonderful news. Unfortunately, she's in a spot of trouble. Okay. Um. What can I do? Well, I just she's hiding from some bad people right now, with some friends of hers, and I I need. Would you be able to throw some packages to, of food and maybe some supplies together for me that I could take to her? Of course. How much are they looking for? How big is this group? We've uh, got how many kids are there? There are six kids, I believe. And, and then Izzy. her? Yep. There's her and, and six others. I'll pay. How Money's long, not a, a problem. How long do they need to be fed for? Ooh, I don't I don't know. Maybe a few days, maybe a week? Okay. She nods to the, the girl. Grab some road food, apples, dried meat, that sort of thing. The girl nods and disappears into the back. And Mama looks you over and says, uh, Productive night, I hope. Yeah, that yep. Stranger wasn't trouble. N no, um, 
Quite the opposite, actually. Uh, good. My all friends and acquaintances accounted for. Excellent. How much do I owe you? Uh, she does a quick arithmetic in her head and says, "A few days. Just call it two gold, even." I'll give you four. Appreciate it, Cliff. For your uh. And he kind of like zips his lips. She nods. On that note, while the girl's away, he wasn't the only one knocking on the door last night. Twenty and I were woken two more times, both oh. by Federation soldiers searching for your friend Stuart, the second time for Drogon as well. They are a much discussed topic this morning. Yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't seen them. Well, if you do, tell them to be careful and uh, stay away from the tavern for a couple of days. Yes, ma'am. Um, when that dwarf came calling for Drogon, did he leave anything? Uh, no, uh, nothing more than this. She pulls up a little stone, hands it over to you. Said to give it to him, but since he's deceased, perhaps you should hang on to it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and I'll gather all the, the supl food supplies. I think I will pop pop back and toss the, the dragon. And I'll toss this. I don't, uh, dwarf left that. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so take take the stone back to... Yeah, to, if it's not far. To Orleans well, yeah. rental. Sure. Yeah. I see Cliff come back in for a moment. I'll probably, like, really groggily not nose right away. And then as you're leaving, you're like, oh, hey, Cliff, Cliff, where... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait. What's up? I gotta go. Oh, but wait, wait, where are you going? What's next? I'm uh, I'm taking some food to my cousin. Oh, okay. You're wanted. You guys need to stay lay low. Okay. Well, lay low. It's it's safe. We're safe here. Uh, here. Maybe not outside that door though. There's guard, uh, Federation patrols everywhere. What's your pass perception, Cliff? Uh, fourteen. All right. Hurry, hurry back. Just be safe. Will do. Stay safe. Don't get in any trouble. Here's your rock. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, thank you. Just, just do it. Are you going to do your calisthenics this morning? You seem a little sleepy. You okay? Oh, yeah, I can, I can do it. Yeah, how do, you, how do you know I do that? We've been traveling around in the luff. Can't go anywhere until you've done your stretches. Sometimes I'm free. I'll just start. I'll start groggily doing my stretches. Yeah, Grand at this point, Grandor is like fully starfished across the kitchenette and the, the landing <laughs> above the stairs. So everyone, every time you guys go up or down the stairs to talk to each other, you have to like awkwardly step over his giant legs and gut. Um, also, there's on. no sign of Orlin this morning. Um, he left a note that says, just says back at noon in a tidy little scrawl. Uh, Cliff, he was gone when you woke up. So. Okay, yeah, so. I will head as fast as I can to to the barn. Okay, uh, make a strength saving throw for me, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess with disadvantage because you'll be surprised. Oh, what's a five and a yeah plus one six? Aren't you super strong? Oh no, you're dexterity. I'm okay. not a strong problem. Um, <laughs> so you guys, where are you guys chatting upstairs? 
at the front door. Uh, where? So, what is the layout of this house? There's, it's basically like row upon row of these tiny cramped houses. They mm-hmm. each have a little landing, basically bathroom, storage closet, and then there's stairs that go up to a kitchen and a bedroom. And that's I about feel it. like Cliff was like at the bottom of the stairs, okay, just like tossing the rock up. Okay, so you guys are leaning over the balcony. Um, you, yeah, Cliff opens the door, steps back outside. Cliff, you take 19 points of thunder damage. You guys see Cliff open the door, gives you his double wink, turns around, and then an image in front of him shimmers into existence, and Cliff is hurtled back 20 feet into the stairs. I need you guys to roll initiative. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. Tune in next Monday to catch the next chapter of our adventures. And to all you listeners, we would very much appreciate it if you could rate and review us on the listening platform of your choice. It's the best way to help us out and promote this show. For behind character the art, behind the scenes, and more, follow our Instagram at Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. And join the conversation by using the hashtag Idiot's Guide DND. We'll need names for all our lovely, or not, NPCs. We'll be looking for inspiration from all of our five-star reviewers. Your name or anything you may suggest, so get reviewing. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.